It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the crossover edition on the Locked On Thunder podcast. It's been it's been a minute. Last week was Christmas, so we didn't get to do it last week. But um, wait, no more. We've got a great guest on today. We've had a lot of great guests, but this one just might take the cake. It's Mr. Eric Horn from the Athletic. Eric, what's up? I am taking no cakes. No cakes. Zero cakes taken. Come on now. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, sir. <laughs> I can't. I um. I remember when it was January first. I, like like it was yesterday. I don't. I don't. But I remember when the Thunder looked completely different and we were very down on them going into the playoffs. And they did exactly <laughs> what we This is started a very it started very darkly. We should start we start with a happy note. But what I was saying is I remember when this team looked a lot different than it does now and it had a different feel around it. And um you know, it's completely different now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still a little bit of deja vu because didn't the Thunder play the Mavericks last year on New Year's Eve? They yeah, it's it seems like it's either always the Mavericks or, or the Phoenix. Yeah. 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 You know, they've played Toronto like once around in there on New Year's Eve, but uh Luca has no time for the for the middling Thunder. This <laughs> the Dallas the Dallas Mavericks juggernaut of twenty twenty has no time for the middling Thunder. Can you believe like can you believe the Mavericks? I picked them like I think on our preseason segment at one oh seven point seven, I think I picked them as the seventh seed and some people were like, What? Like, yeah, I, I like their talent. Like, yeah, they don't have a lot of depth, but, I mean, Luca in year two, Chris Hatz, Porzingis coming off an ACL. Maybe he is, you know, who knows how long it takes him to come back 100%, but I just like their front-end talent. And, my God, unless they're playing the Knicks, they're they're awesome. I thought it would take a year because usually guys – aren't at peak performance when they're coming off of an injury like Chris Stapps is. It usually takes him a year to get going. And he's still not where he will be. Yeah. But I also didn't think that Luka would make the jump that he did. He obviously makes his teammates better. They have really good fit pieces around him. Not a lot of guys that really stand out on paper necessarily as guys that you look at on the on paper and say, oh, well, that's a guy that can go get you 18 or 20. Yeah. But they're 
they're smart players. Obviously, Rick Carlisle is one of the best coaches in the league. But Luka's elevated everybody's level. Uh, and they really haven't even tapped into what the Luka Kristaps pairing can do. Um, I still think they have room for growth, and it's scary because they're frankly ahead of schedule with Luca being, you know, twenty years old and being an All NBA guy already. <laughs> being twenty years old and playing like professional basketball for ten years. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like, that's that's a thing that people kind of gloss over. Is it's important? It's like, oh, this guy's twenty. It's like, yo, he's played like he's played more basketball games than a Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, he's played more basketball games than Darius Baisley. So, or or even Terrence Ferguson. So you can't like compare those those two like in terms of age because Luke has been a pro since he was sixteen years old. Yeah. So it's it's a testament to how good he is that he's that he's able to come into the NBA so quickly and be an All NBA caliber player, but. He's still been a professional for a while too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy that he's always going to be connected to, Trey Young. I mean, just look at him. I mean, Trey, yeah. you know, phenomenal prep player, um, lit the world on fire for at least half a year at Oklahoma. But you can see, you can certainly see the difference. And like, I don't really want to get into a Luca Trey thing here, but Luca just makes savvy veteran moves, and he's twenty years old. It's you know, kind of goes into he's played professional basketball against grown ass adults. Yeah. for a long time, whereas Trey has been playing against kids his own age until he got to the NBA. So. Um, no, I mean, it's a little weird, I guess, because you know, we're recording this on Tuesday. Obviously, if you guys can't tell, this is going to drop Wednesday. So the Thunder have already played, beaten or lost to the Mavericks. We're not going to sit here and guess. And beaten I'm, or lost to Luka Doncic. Yeah, or not even seen Luka Doncic at all. Who knows? But um, first of all, do you miss podcasting? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I've been kind of lazy, and I haven't really gotten my thing going. But um, Lazy, dude. You're, like, killing it. The athletic. No, Come on lazy. now. Um uh, but yeah, like I miss it. Um, it helps to kind of compartmentalize my thoughts and and figure out the next thing that I want to attack in terms of writing. And it, it helps you come up with ideas, and it helps you to kind of digest every game. But um, you know, it's something I'll get back into eventually. It's yeah, it, it makes it so much easier to catalog like games because once you get into like game twenty, game thirty, game forty, they all kind of mesh together. But if you force yourself to talk about it for 30 minutes to an hour afterwards you it's easier for at least me to remember but you know i'm kind of an idiot so maybe i just need the extra time to and we're back um the radio station lost power for a split second so there will be some obvious editing to do in post so apologies but um i guess let's get on to the thunder though eric because they're kind of pesky they they bring their lunch pail they got a lot of grit hustle to them and i don't know about you they're they're enjoyable to watch. They're fun to cover, especially, you know, the last two years, you know, for X amount of reasons. And I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, so I don't really want to go down that road again. But um, at the same time, it's a little hard to, to cover this team and prognosticate this team because of all those factors of we don't know what the roster is going to be the same. We don't know who's going to stay, who's going to go. Um, so many th- different things can happen. And you can look at that with any roster <clears throat> simply because of the health issue or the injury risk. But I mean, I don't know from your perspective, how, how much different is it covering this team than you've, uh, than the teams that you've covered since you've covered the thunder? Uh, there's less of a gravity night to night in terms of the results. And it's because I think that there's an understanding, not necessarily from the players, but I think from everybody in the organization and everybody covering the team that there just should, the expectations should be lower. And it's not that like, it's not that winning doesn't matter to this organization, 
but it's just a little bit different when you have Russell Westbrook and Paul George together as opposed to Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Darius Baisley, Danilo Gallinari on an expiring Chris Paul who needs to be playing for a contender. It's just different. It's different stakes. Every time a Westbrook team lost a game, it seemed like there had to be some grave indictment of the Westbrook era yeah, or some grave indictment of the Durant-Westbrook pairing every time that they lost and Durant didn't get the final shot. Um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a guy who doesn't need the final shot. He's a guy that you know might develop into that player, and we've seen him over you know the past few games or week be a guy who can really take over a game. But he's a different player than a Russell Westbrook and a Kevin Durant, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think that one of the big things I've taken from this season and just talking to people who like root for the team or follow the team is there are different pathways to success and there's different ways to build a team that's enjoyable. And you don't necessarily have to have these alpha players to enjoy the product. Now, there's going to come a point in time that you want to go for a championship. You're going to have to have that guy, that all-star caliber player or two. And I think that the Thunder will get one of those guys eventually. That might be Shea Gilgis-Alexander. It might be someone else when they you know, start the tanking process in the next three to five years. Yeah. But right now, it's okay to enjoy a team that doesn't have championship aspirations. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Now, like... Kind of with Shea, and again, we're recording this on Tuesday, so the last game the Thunder played was that win in Toronto on Sunday uh, evening. Shea Gilgis-Alexander tied his career high 32 points. But I, I don't know, From like to me, that was about the first time that I really saw him like understand how good he was doing in, in the moment. Like He was really feeling himself, and uh, you weren't in Toronto, so you were able probably to see the same things that I was seeing on the broadcast. Like just simple things like sticking his tongue out, just making the facial expressions. And uh, yeah, it's a little corny and I might be reading too much into it, but Shay, I don't want to say he's a passive player because that has a negative connotation, but he is a player that's extremely level headed. And you've heard it from guys like Chris Paul, who said um, to us preseason, I don't know if Shay understands how good he actually is. And uh, when the Clippers came to town, I asked doc rivers about um, SGA and he said, I don't know if Shay understands how good of a defender he can be, but I think he can be great. So to me, it just seems like he's slowly but surely understanding how good he is. And I don't know if it's just because he's simply just scoring at will in some games, or if it's just become, it's becoming more comfortable with him or it, the floor is like the game is slowing down the cliche. Well, like I don't, I, I I'm really hesitant to prescribe what we want to happen onto a player or what we want to see in a player, 
but he's got a little bit more dog in him than you think. Like there are times during the game, and and like I have the I have the privilege of being able to sit a little closer to the to the floor, and there are pros and cons to that because when you're sitting up higher, um, see you plays can, develop. You can see plays develop. You see more of the game. You're not flat. But when you're on the floor, you can see facial expressions. You can see interactions with players a little bit better, uh, players and officials. You can just hear and see different things that you wouldn't see up high. Um, Shay talks a little bit of trash out there. Yeah. Like, he'll he'll, he'll, he'll go by the bench and kind of look at him like, or he'll give him a look like, are y'all really, are y'all really, like, y'all can't hang with me like he's this. Starting get, he's starting to get mad familiar. It's, yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> he's, um... He can he can kind of when he gets in a little groove he does some subtle stuff like like he, he'll he'll, he'll kind of look at his hand like like uh, Booker T if if people know like WWE <laughs> references Booker T looks at his hand when he's about to do that spinneroni like oh like I got this like this like I just did the scoop on you so like he's got it in him uh, I think he's young and really polite uh, the what I would say about Shea is he's Canadian. And you've heard him and Chris Paul in the locker room, like, flipping each other trash talk. And Shays is very, like, polite. And Chris is, like, 55-year-old Southern man who's, like, basically, like, a he's basically, like, a conduit for, like, the guy in the barbershop and coming to America. That's Chris Paul. But, like, Shay Gildas Alexander is this very polite. He's, he's Degrassi. He's Degrassi <laughs> to Chris Paul's coming to America. There you go. And I should have just said that from the beginning. But I think he's got it in him. He obviously has the talent. Um, the way that this team is constructed, he's not going to do that every night. He's not going to need to do that every night. Uh, and I think that, you know, you've heard different coaches talk about that throughout the season. Billy Donovan and Chris Paul talking about him being a better defender. He's in and out defensively. Like, he takes plays off. He lets guys get by him too easily. Um, but you've also heard guys like Doc Rivers say it's good for him to play with a Chris Paul. It's good for Shea and he thinks that Shea's better as a guy who is not on the ball all the time. We've seen what that does to guys. We've seen the pressure that puts on a Kevin Durant or a Russell Westbrook. Um, it taxes you. Mm -hmm. You know, We're going to see what happens to James Harden later on in the season because we've seen this movie thousands of times. Yeah. You use a guy up, and, you, and he has such a high usage that when he gets to playoff time, he's burned out. Mm -hmm. So I think that the Thunder's going about this Shea stuff the right way. He doesn't have to take over games every night. Um and I think that his progress has been you know, pretty, pretty encouraging this season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the ideal situation for a, a potential rebuild because when you compare it, especially to when the Thunder first came here, they were absolutely terrible, and they had to have Kevin Durant take every shot, yeah. and they had yeah. to have Russell Westbrook once once he start getting the flow into the uh, the starting lineup. They had to have him control the ball so much. So then they learned those tendencies throughout their, those career, their careers, and they became high-usage rate players. Who knows what would have happened if they were on team, a team similar to this one where they had some very good veteran leadership where they didn't have to touch the ball every five seconds. But, yeah. I mean, that's another conversation for and, another day. And there's a, there's a caveat to that, too, because – Typically, these guys that are high usage players, there's the, they're they're high usage players for a reason. Yeah, because they're it's good. Like, it's like yeah, Russell Westbrook can typically get past a guy and get a shot better than you know, say Langston Galloway or whoever else is a guy off the bench that's not uh, a starter. Yeah, uh, to Kevin Durant, you you damn well want Kevin Durant taking most of your shots and doing things off the dribble because he's seven foot and he can do things that nobody's ever seen. But 
what the Thunder's doing with Shea Gilders Alexander, I think, is a positive because it's a seek the best shot kind of mentality. A lot of times, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, they were taking these shots out of necessity, and they weren't necessarily the best shots. You can attribute some of that to the mentality that they were given. You can attribute that to the lack of offense that I think was provided to them in terms of just saying, look, we need to diversify our game. We need to seek the best shot when possible. But I think that there are a lot of instances where Shea Gilders Alexander makes the right decision with the ball, and frankly, there's just not a guy on the other end to finish the shot. Yeah, uh, you know, people might be mad about his assist totals right now. Uh, I can go through certain games where he's drawing multiple defenders, and just, there's just not a guy on the other end making the three pointer. You can say the same thing about Russell Westbrook or some of these other guys that have been with the Thunder in the past few years. So again, I think they're doing it the right way. I think that this is a good reset. And he doesn't have to have the, the ball in his hands all the time. Yeah, and, you know, all that being said, kind of with the high usage rate thing, I mean, Shea Gilders Alexander, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but isn't Shea, like, he's, like, third in the league in efficient um, in efficiency in terms of his uh, isolation, which is incredible considering that the Thunder, their spacing, especially with no Danilo Gallinari and no Dennis Schroeder on Sunday, their spacing, is it, can we call it spacing? And not, with, <laughs> not, with Gal, not without Gallinari. No. Because you've got you've got Darius Baisley spotting up the corner, and bless his heart, he's trying his he's trying his damnedest. You've got guys like Abdul Nader and Terrence Ferguson as the guys that he's trying to find in the corner if he's going to try and find somebody, and that kind of leads to the oh, okay, well, I'm just going to take it to the rim myself. But you know something that I've kind of been saying for the last few weeks, and it's it's just to the crowd that just wants the Thunder to lose now and just get it over with and start tanking, and it kind of goes into what we were saying a little bit earlier, but. Is it? Am I looking too much into it in thinking that you know SGA, uh, the young guys on this team, it's not necessarily a bad thing that they're learning how to win basketball games at this at this stage in their careers. Now, if they if they just went into the season and said, okay, Chris Paul's going to Miami, but like as soon as the Russell Westbrook trade went down, Gallinari's going somewhere else. This is going to be a bad team from start to finish. They're going to lose a lot of games. And there's always the fear that you can become like Devin Booker and the Suns, where all you know is losing basketball. And maybe I'm looking too much into it, but to those that just want the Thunder to lose games all of a sudden right now, I mean, it's important that SGA, Hamadou Diallo, Terrence Ferguson, Darius Baisley, those guys are learning how to win basketball games under the microscope of, you guys are actually kind of a good team, and when you make mistakes, it be like there's that much more of a magnifying glass on you because you're a good team and not a basement dweller. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be one thing if... Chris Paul was like toxic, but he's not. No, yeah. Um, Steven Adams, professional. Gallinari, professional. Um, you know, Dennis Schroeder obviously wants to start, and he's got, you know, his attitude and whatnot. But for the most part, Dennis Schroeder's a team guy. You see him on the sidelines doing the rah rah stuff, and he's always talking to those guys and communicating. Um, the veterans that they have, I think, are going to be good for those young guys. Um, they've all been great with them, from from what I understand. Um, you just kind of see it in the way that they just interact with each other. It's not really, and it's not to say that like Russell Westbrook was like, you know, compartmental compartmentalizing himself away from the team, because Russell Westbrook was a more behind the scenes guy. He never let you kind of see some of the stuff that he do with those younger guys. Yeah. You just kind of hear stories or whatever. But it's kind of all on the surface with this team. You see the interactions, how they're getting along, and you know you bring up the. Um, you know, young guys losing a bunch of games thing. I think about Trey Young, and I I can't help but think about Trey Young. And you think about what that's going to do to him as a player, 
And it's not to say that the Hawks won't eventually be good, but the Hawks are more similar to the early Thunder than this team is to the early Thunder. Yeah. And that this team is too good. Like this Thunder team is like actually like a legitimately solid team. If they stay hel- if if they stay intact, they're a playoff team. Right. Yeah. But like you look at the Atlanta Hawks and it's just I mean, aside from like Vince Carter and a couple of guys that really aren't starters, you know, they're starting twenty one year olds, they're starting twenty year olds, they're starting Trey Young. There's a bunch of twenty year old guys trying to get it done on their own. They're not good defensively. They're not good offensively. They're they're getting up by a certain amount late in the game, Trey Young saying it's over. And the next thing you know, yeah. <laughs> Miami rips off. It's like <laughs> Jimmy Butler. And, and look, that's a learning experience too. But I just think that there's kind of a balance to it. I mm-hmm. think you, I think to go all the way young, it takes some like rare. It, it takes some rare talents to do that. Yeah. And I don't know if the Hawks have rare talents. Like the Thunder had Kevin Durant. He's like a generational player. Russell Westbrook, James Harden. So there's different ways of going about it, and I think the Thunder's kind of at the moment doing it doing their young players a a service by having some of these veterans around. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Yeah, and like I don't know what Sam Presti plans on doing, but I would assume that ideally, like if the roster has to remain intact this season and Chris Paul has to be moved in the offseason, uh, the sign and trade thing. With, They're not going to cry about it. Like yeah. It's not going to be like this was a lost season. No, but no, no. Like I would assume that at, at that point the plan is once you do go young, you hope that SGA, Terrence, Hamadou, Darius, the young guys on this team, soaked in so much of that veteran leadership from Gallinari, from Chris Paul, from Steven S., from the time that they spent with those guys, that when they then get more rookies, more 20-year-olds, more 19-year-olds, that it's not so much of a, God, this team is so damn young, and you can tell by all the mistakes they make. You hope that SGA grows up like overnight at the, in, that, in that sense. Like He doesn't have to be... Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant level isolation all star, but in terms of him running an offense, running a defense, running a team, you hope that he soaks that in. I would assume that's the plan. Well, and you'd hope that the players around him continue to progress, so he doesn't have to be this guy that has to carry all that weight. Yep. Like there are going to come times in the game, like we've seen against Toronto, or we've seen against some of these teams, where SGA is going to have to go on those runs of. 10 points, 12 points in a quarter, things like that. But 
in terms of building a team, we saw it with the last Toronto team. You want five guys on the floor that can all handle the ball, all can create their own shot. You need Terrence Ferguson to make that jump. He hasn't done that this season. You need guys like Darius Baisley to continue to play hard on each end. You know, Darius Baisley's a good guy with the ball in his hands. We've just seen him kind of get some defensive rhythm. You need guys like Lugens Dort to be able to find their shot when they come in and not be a guy just standing in the corner chucking up bad three-point shots. So the guys around SGA are just as important to me as SGA himself becoming this dominant player. Yeah, I guess the last thing before I get you out of here, Eric, um, is there anything that's really surprised you about this team, whether it be like the team as a whole or just like an individual player? Like, did you expect SGA to be this well-rounded, this good, this quickly? I mean, or it can even be Chris Paul because, I mean, covering the Thunder for the last three or four years, you know, not being able to see Chris Paul on a night-to-night basis like I was able to when I was a fan, I kind of lost... I lost track about of how good Chris Paul is. And yeah. this year has been such an eye-opening experience of like, my God, this guy is so good. Yeah. I think Chris Paul's the big one for me. Yeah. Um, Schroeder has surprised me with his consistency. Um, but I think we knew that Schroeder was capable of that if he, continue, if he focused in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Paul's been the eye-opener for me because of just – he didn't play well last season. He was hurt. And I think that a lot of people have written him off – and he's come in, been you know he's been he's been great for the locker room. His performance has been incredible. He's been, I think, you know one of the guys you can consider an all defensive team guy if you had to pick a guy off of the Thunder. Um, and he's just been a great leader, and he has such a control and understanding of the game that when you see it up close on a night to night basis, it's it's a privilege to watch. Yeah. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining the Locked On Thunder podcast. I appreciate it. Thank Anything you. Anything you want to plug? tease about uh work coming up on the athletic um you know, i got a couple of different things i'm working on I'm working on Danilo gallinari's story about he and his brother and kind of the relationship that they have his brother is actually a an naia player here in um in the in the states um and then you know there's some other stuff we're working on i think we're going to work on kind of a a three-point shooting uh look back at the at the last decade in terms of the three-point shot go a team-by-team look yeah. um and then you know you can always just look at my work at theathletic.com uh download the app subscribe (laughs) if you subscribe well never mind i can't even plug that because it's going to be new year's by the time this comes out so (laughs) never mind i said that just go subscribe great writers on there obviously people who've already covered the thunder uh before i came um and yes check it out that's awesome uh and one more thing what's the best moment the last decade obviously of like you covering the thunder like what's the one thing that stands out oh man um doesn't have to be a game it can just be like maybe something in the locker room just some experience that just always sticks in your head well the thing that sticks out to me uh probably off the top of my head was the westbrook uh three-pointer against denver on the road where he got the 50-point game triple uh triple double beat denver knocked them out of playoff contention like that was that was just one of those moments where you're just like, this MFR did it again. I can't believe this guy did it again. And he was yeah. just on that run. Um, but, like, overall, uh, and this is kind of a downer, but just, like, the Golden State Thunder, just that entire, every game they played in that 15-16 season, you can, they kind of all mold into one. And, you know, obviously the Steph shot, game six. But, you know, the when you get away from it, you can just – you can see more of it kind of unraveling when they played that team. It was kind of like, okay, this is the blueprint. You got the tools. 
but you're not following the blueprint, <laughs> and this is why it's going to unravel. So, like <laughs> in mom- in like s- sprinkled moments, that Thunder Warrior series that had to be the best best basketball I'd ever seen, but only in like moments because the Thunder would either destroy the Warriors, the Warriors would either destroy the Thunder, or the Thunder would rely too much on isolation. You know, it was just in moments, but God, I mean, yeah, there right. there are there are a handful of moments. That when in probably the five years I've covered the Thunder, where they get rolling downhill and there's an avalanche, and you're like, "There's no way anybody in the league can beat uh, anybody in the league can beat this team." Games three and four of that series, and then the game that Andre Robertson got hurt are the three games that I think of: uh, Thunder on the road in Detroit. Before Andre Robertson gets hurt, they basically just turn on the switch and they say, "Okay, we're we're just we're not dealing. We're not we're not screwing with this Detroit team anymore. They're not <laughs> in our level." And this is what Carmelo Anthony on the floor, mind you. They just decided to play them out of the game, and it's it kind of speaks to like the tragedy of the Thunder that like all of those moments are like tied into like them kind of having these like tragic losses. And then Kevin leaves, and then Andre gets hurt. And then Andre and gets hurt. Yeah, so yeah. God. Well, Eric, thank you, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.